Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast from iHeartRadio. This is just a small sample of what you can hear when you become a Coast Insider. Cutting-edge science, incredible paranormal mysteries, and an honest look at what is really going on in our increasingly strange world. Sign up now at coasttocoastam.com. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. John Rappaport with us. John, when did uh, this word and verbiage of no more fake news start, besides your website, of course? Did it did it happen because of the fake stories dumped on Facebook and Twitter and things like that? Well, I think that was part of it, sure. But it really recently gained steam after the election. You know, because, I mean, <laughs> major media outlets were sitting there with gigantic uh, masses of egg on their face because they were predicting, of course, that Hillary Clinton would win the election. And many outlets were doing all that they could in the, uh, you know, pretense of reporting news to make sure that she won and she lost. It's one of those games, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, and they lost. And they didn't like it one bit. So they had to find scapegoats. And the Washington Post uh, pretty much led the way with a story about fake news sites all over the Internet, uh, untold thousands of these sites that had been spreading fake stories about Hillary Clinton. And that uh, led uh, to some degree to her loss in the election and then on top of that, all of a sudden, it appeared that these uh, major media outlets were saying, you know, it was really the Russians. Somehow the Russians influenced all these fake news sites, and they parroted Russian propaganda. And, you know, on and on this went. It was like somebody, like a kid who starts telling a story that's obviously fabricated, and he's trying to explain something uh, that he did that was wrong, and if you listen, he'll go on for an hour, you know, just making up stuff. And so this war began. Uh, major news outlets against uh, independent media. Uh, you know, two guys that you've had on your show, Mike Adams and Alex Jones, yeah. have recently been uh, absolutely hammered. Uh, Google cut off Mike Adams' site, Natural News. Uh, completely no listings there for about five or six days, and now they're going to restore it. Alex Jones's ad placement company dropped him. Uh, so the war has taken an ugly turn. It started with this idea, okay, fake news. It's everywhere, folks. And we, the New York Times, the Washington Post, you know, we're the real thing. And so we'll tell you what's fake and what's real. And don't listen to these other people, you know. And this is how the the current struggle is being waged. See, I noticed it, John, on uh, different sites when you would see a quick story and a picture of like Sylvester Stallone, and it would say, "We will miss him," and okay. kind of talk like he had passed on. Well, he's very much alive. But I would see these things popping up, and I'm going, "Who's behind this stuff?" I mean, how did that happen? You know, I don't know who's behind it. They uh, Often you'll see uh, websites uh, will uh, sell space to some advertiser that puts these blocks of 
little stories up. You know, they're not usually alone. There's like seven or eight, and they all have pictures. And like you say, there'll be a picture of a movie star. Uh, this year, uh, so many have passed away. It's so sad. And then, you know, lose 600 pounds in one week and <clears throat> all kinds of bizarre stories. Yeah. Well, this is somebody selling this as advertising. Jeez. And somebody's making money off of it. You bet. There are news sites, and I've seen them around, who will take a story. They'll fabricate a WikiLeaks email. I saw one recently that seemed to have some messages from Obama in it. It was obviously a fake. It wasn't a real WikiLeaks email. But it tried to accentuate some of the revelations of WikiLeaks and make them even more bizarre and exaggerated. Well, you bring up an interesting possibility. I'm assuming that Julian Assange has released real information that he and WikiLeaks have obtained. But what if they are huge fake news proponents and make up all these emails and flood the world with them? Is that possible? It's possible, uh, theoretically, to do, but if they did, and I don't believe they did. I, I don't they, either. But If they did, suddenly you would see an avalanche of stories in the mainstream press, because it would be easy to discover that uh, you know, 5,000 emails that are supposedly true were really fake, and they were constructed, and they never took place. Right away, you would see an exposure of that, and you haven't. So, theoretically, it's possible. You bet. You could do that. But in this case, uh, I don't believe at all that that's what happened. You know, we, we've been chasing down the story of John Podesta and his uh, discussions and emails on UFOs and the possibility of visitations from ETs and things like that. And I'm hoping to God at the time when I'm seeing some of these that they weren't fake, that he was indeed doing this. And I think he was, of course, especially with some of the revelations that have come up. But there's so much information out there on the Internet right now. How does the average person, John, sort through this to believe what he does, that it might be true? And I'll I'll give you another example. I've got a dear friend in St. Louis who will text me every story he sees that he thinks is just unbelievable. And uh, he believes them all, all of them. And I'll look at it, and I'll send it back a note and say, fake news. That's all I'll say, because it's so preposterous, it can't be true. So how do people sort through this to decide what's real and what isn't? Well, first of all, a lot of these really preposterous stories are not written well. And if you have an eye for that, you can see that. For example, they will quote uh, several anonymous sources and have these anonymous sources at, say, government agencies say really far-out things, you know, things that you would normally doubt. So that's one clue. Another clue, and I've seen this many times, is they'll start off with a preposterous idea. You know, uh, there are uh, E.T. aliens who are working at McDonald's, you know, and this has been confirmed and so forth. And you begin to think, well, you know, if you're going to say this, let's see some evidence, please. 
and then they'll veer off in the middle of the story about some scandal that McDonald's had about some food item three years ago, as if this is a confirmation that their original premise was correct, you know. If you've got a little bit of logic and you have an eye, I would say 60% of the time you can spot a really egregious fake story because it doesn't make any sense. There are non sequiturs in it. There are things from five years ago, three years ago, then supposedly something from yesterday. It's all kind of jumbled up. So that's one way that you can certainly see that. And then the other thing is you've got to look at where are the sources? Right. Are these real people? Like, for example, I've seen many stories talking about something that a New York police chief is supposedly saying about pedophiles. Well, I, I was going to ask you about now, Pete's never Pizzagate. Never the guy's name mentioned. Who's the, who's the police chief, and where, where are the quotes? Right. And, and that's the dangerous part. I mean, Pizzagate was all over the news several months ago about a so-called uh, pedophilia ring, uh, emanating from a, a pizza restaurant in Washington, D.C. Now, I mean, my gosh, it's horrendous. We've heard stories about a friend of Bill Clinton's uh, and his problems on his island, and then, then we hear this. So how do we know it's real and it's not? Well, if you first of all, a person has to be interested enough to know that he wants to find out if it's real. You know, not just sort of take the headline. And most people just take the headlines. Yeah, that's the problem, you see. Because, I mean, we can go back to the educational system. People are not equipped to do more than take the headline in the first paragraph in most cases. And then, if they don't happen to agree with whatever they perceive as the political slant of the story, they'll pass it off. Or if they do agree, they'll accept whatever the story says. So if you don't have any depth of background to be... Able, uh, you know, I know, for example, a lot of your listeners, if you were to get in a conversation with them about UFOs, they would be able to tell you a great deal. They're very good. They've read, they've researched, they've looked, because they're intensely interested, and they know the difference between, eh, this doesn't come off as real, but this one over here, oh yeah, this has got, uh, you know, citations and facts and testimony to back it up. Well, it's the same thing with something like Pizzagate. You want to see what you think about Pizzagate? Read the WikiLeaks emails. Start there. What are these people talking about? What language are they using? Do the sentences look strange to you in terms of maybe they're having a discussion about something else other than what they're claiming on the surface? If you believe that, Keep on going, yeah. because that's where it starts. Go back to the origin of a story. See where it began. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.